welcome to the Avenging Hour. I'm, that sounded really clipped, didn't it? It's like I came in in the middle of the Avenging Hour. <clears throat> welcome to the Avenging Hour. I'm Jason. I'm John. This is episode 219, uh, Avengers West Coast, number 55 from February of, I don't know, 2006. When's this from? 94? Nine, oh my gosh, no, I can't remember. 1990. We're in Oh, 90, right. I have not left high school yet. Sorry so, about that. We talked a couple episodes ago about how we were recording ahead of time because John had vacation and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, you went on vacation. Which means we haven't recorded in a while. And so, I thought we should probably talk about... So we're supposed to try to remember what happened? Well, I thought we should probably talk about the fact that we lost uh, Neil Adams oh. while we were not recording. And I mean, he has an Avenger... I mean, he if you remember, maybe you don't, he penciled a lot of the Kree scroll War. I don't remember that. He did. But I'll take your word for it. He did. Do you, do uh, Neil Adams, you know, considered groundbreaker in the field? Yep. Are you a Neil Adams fan? I am a Neil Adams fan. Uh, I'm a fan of Neil Adams' work. I'm not necessarily a fan of Neil Adams himself. Not if you don't believe in the expanding Earth theory? <laughs> no, that wasn't. That wasn't my problem. I I feel like I told you this off camera, off camera, off uh, off uh, recording about my one interaction with Neil Adams that I had. Did you? I did. It was at a Baltimore Comic Con, probably eight. Eight years ago, maybe, maybe longer. I don't remember. And I knew he was going to be there. And I took my hardcover slipcase edition of the Green Lantern, Green Arrow stuff that he had done with Denny O'Neill, because I figured I would get it signed, and maybe I can get him to do a little head sketch of a Green Lantern, because Green at the time, Hal Jordan was like one of my favorites. Um, so I pulled the thing out. He's like, "Oh, this uh, I haven't seen it." He signs it, and I was like, "Do you think I could get a?" Uh, a head sketch and he's like that would be I think he said like $300 and I went oh um, no thank you then I do remember this now <laughs> and I just kind of walked away like stunned like what how did that happen I completely but, yeah, artwork great artwork yeah I mean amazing he I think was one of those artists that really delineated the line between silver age and bronze age like, you know, his artwork seems so modern yes. compared to what was being done in the 60s. Yeah. By the time he came on to the Avengers, it wasn't as big a deal because, in my opinion, John Buscema had already been doing such amazing work on that title. But I feel like his work on X-Men in the Silver Age is where I really went, wow, because before him, that book had been practically unreadable. Didn't, and, sorry, didn't he and John Buscema both come from the advertising world? Did he come from the advertising world or go to the advertising world? Maybe a bit of both. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I tried to look it up when he passed, and I know that, that Neil Adams is responsible for a mascot, for a bee mascot for some company, and I can't remember who it was. I feel like it's a, a medication maybe or something that had a floating, like a flying bee in their commercials, and he was the one that came up with that. Well, he certainly was working in a way that nobody else was at that time in the late 60s. Uh, and no, I mean, obviously, everyone knows him for his Batman work or his mm. Green Lantern, Green Arrow work. But I do think that what he did at Marvel was groundbreaking with Roy Thomas on the X-Men. Speaking of sort of Marvel, isn't he one of the artists that went when they uh, relaunched Atlas as the Atlas Seaboard comics? Didn't he do uh, one or two of their titles? I believe he did. And he's also important because he <clears throat> fought for creators' rights. Yes, stood up, you know. That's the big thing that he's known for. Yeah, he's... I mean, he had some weird ideas about the world. <laughs> Don't we all? But his, I mean, you can't deny that he was, uh, he was a trendsetter. His artwork was definitely ahead of the curve. 
if you really want to talk about people we lost and and date the time that we're recording this, Ray Liotta passed away today. Yeah, yeah. Fellow uh, University of Miami alumni. I didn't know that, but he was 69? 67. 67. So young. I feel like he had something. He did not look good the last few things I had seen him in, so I don't know what was going on there. Yeah. I was surprised, because there had been no indication that he was ill or anything, and he apparently died in his sleep, so... We'll see what comes of that. When you first said that we hadn't recorded in a while because you went on vacation, I thought you wanted to like recap Acts of Vengeance because it had been such a long time since we had talked about it personally. But no, I then know. I figured it doesn't really matter. It doesn't have much of a plot. <laughs> so here we are. are we, should we just dive right in? Yeah, let's pick up where we left off. If anybody remembers the last part of Acts of Vengeance that we read, didn't uh, Magneto show up at the, at the West Coast Avengers compound? Yes, and he lifted the bungalow that the Vision and the Skull of Witch live in. He lifted it up into the air, into orbit. Yes. Uh, because that makes sense. And who's... It's... Right, because, you know, he could lift a house that just had some metal nails in it. Sure, and, and it's... And I'm sure that would support the full weight of the house all the way up into orbit. And I'm sure when it was built, it was built space-worthy. So that if you take it up into the space, you're going to be fine. You know, that actually comes up in this issue. Do they mention it? Okay. Somebody does. I can't remember which character. I, mean, I think it's Wonder Man. He's like, I'm not sure if that's space worthy. Um, I guess you know, maybe he, maybe Magneto could lift the whole thing if it was if it was uh, coated in lead based paint. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, the 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 narration is very flowery here at the beginning. Uh, Hearken now to the thoughts which burn within one of the most powerful mutant brains on Earth. Does does Burn give us a time and date that this is taking place? <laughs> no, sadly he does not. But Magneto has obviously come to find out what the heck is going on with his daughter who has basically been comatose on and off since uh, the vision was uh, destroyed, rebuilt, and her children turned out to be demon arms. Do you think Magneto only wears that helmet so that his uh, eyes can look mysterious? I mean, I would, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if given the choice. (laughs) Meanwhile, back on Earth... Meanwhile, somebody finally figured out who's behind this whole thing. Yes, Thor has figured out that Loki is the villain behind the acts of vengeance. Leave it to the dumbest Avenger to figure it out. <laughs> and and it's funny because, as far as I know, there is no comic where they come to this conclusion. It's just all of a sudden in this comic, Thor's like, I figured it out! Right? On like page four of some random Avengers West Coast. Yeah. Where did that come from? Who knows? That's how, why this is, again, a very badly plotted and put together... And so they, uh, they, they're, but they're so like, okay, so we know that Loki's behind this. Now let's talk to the wizard who's in one of our holding cells, the number three holding cell. How do you know that? Oh, uh, do they tell us? How many holding cells do the Avengers have? Why do they have so many holding cells? They have an entire security level, apparently. That's almost, that's a little concerning. Man, could you imagine if they were just like capturing criminals and keeping them down there? With no due process? I know. Wouldn't that be the worst? We would never do that. The problem is, as soon as that came out, the public would never allow it because we would never allow no due process in this country. No, never. So they caught Wizard at the end of the one Avengers issue, right? Yes. Because Mandarin skedaddled out of there and left him by himself. Yeah. Didn't just leave him, but actually blinded him along with the Avengers so he (laughs) could get out of there. (laughs) See you, buddy. So the wizard, though, isn't as dumb as he looks. He's got well, a false thumbnail. He doesn't look as dumb since they took his helmet from him. So, <laughs> And he can use it. It's a miniature teleportation device that he can use to get back to the headquarters with the rest of the villains. Sure, that makes sense. So he pops in to find uh, the Kingpin, the Red Skull, and the Mandarin marveling over the fact that Doctor Doom was a robot, which we also found out in the last Avengers issue. Weird coloring error here between pages. 
Red Skull's wearing gloves to hold up the uh, exploded skull of the Doombot. And then on the next page, he's not wearing gloves. That is interesting. Loki's just kind of standing in the back watching as these villains coddle Doom's head. Right, he's still pretending to be their assistant lackey guy. But when he finds out that the wizard just came straight to their headquarters from his cell in Avengers West Coast Compound, Loki is furious because he feels that that way the Avengers can track him. Yes, could you explain that to me? I don't know. Why? Well, I guess Thor does probably does it with his hammer, right? Because isn't that what we're going to find out? Thor can detect teleportation devices with his hammer? I mean, it doesn't I, make sense, but... At first, when I read this, I thought Loki was concerned that Thor was going to be able to track Loki's teleporting, but Loki's not the one that teleported, nor did the wizard use a device that Loki gave him. Yeah. So how would Thor know where wizard went? Mjolnir does all kinds of things that the plot requires. <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, yes, it is. And and it's so far away before we come back to these guys. Sorry. But lo- no, no. So anyway, fine. so Loki's like, ha ha, I'm Loki. I've been Loki the whole time. And he's furious Ooh. because he has, he had, he tells us, the perfect scheme. <laughs> yes, I could tell how well it went. Really, Loki? <laughs> I'm not sure that I would use that adjective. But... I like how Kingpin's like, exit stage right. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as he sees Loki, Kingpin is out of there. He's like, not my, this is not my thing. And then we get one of these beautiful... um, Another weird alternate history thing. In this case, we have uh, Abraham Lincoln who manages to thwart... (laughs) Karate chops John Wilkes Booth. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Um, Luckily, uh, General Immortus, who I guess is what he goes by, helped him to... uh, to thwart this this assassination plot. What do you think his name is? Because in the in that Elizabethan one, they called him Lord Amortis. Yeah, I'm in this one, Lincoln just calls him General. I'm hoping his name's like Time Guy or something. Oh no, I think it's probably General Amortis. That would make me very happy. <laughs> General, make ageless. <laughs> uh, we find out that Amortis isn't really a bad guy because he almost wishes he could leave the timeline where Lincoln survived undisturbed. Hmm. So he's apparently a big Abraham Lincoln fan. Huge. In any case, this is another pointless, uh, mostly pointless uh, diversion. But when Amortis gets back to his headquarters, he's like, well, let me just check on the Scarlet Witch. Wait a minute. Where's your house? (laughs) I have a hard time believing that Amortis would have lost track of that. I mean, it does seem like it's the most important part of his. And he's just like, like wandering off to go in these alternate timelines to just have a little fun. And then he comes back every few minutes and checks on. Well, especially because his job is like waiting for a cake to bake. It seems like he is supposed to eliminate these timelines, yet, why doesn't he just do it? Like, why does he have to hang out in them? <laughs> right? Just Why is he participating? Yes, just eliminate him and move on, buddy. You'd think, I mean, it should take him a millisecond yeah. if he's a time master. Well, and he keeps saying, if I'm to succeed in my goal to reinstate myself as master of time, was he ever master of time? Like, is that a title? Who, who bestows that title? What is that title? You'll never know. No, apparently not. In any case... Amortis looks in, notices the house is gone, and we see Wonder Man flying down there who talks to Agatha Harkness, who's like, yeah, the house is gone. still standing in the front yard. Yeah. A U.S. agent comes up as well, and they decide they need to go find the house and also the Scarlet Witch. There's an interesting conversation here um, where Wonder Man just wants to, like, fly off. And U.S. agent says, hey, you're going to hold your horses, Wonder Man. We'll go after the Scarlet Witch, but we'll do it by the numbers with cool heads. I thought 
he was going to be like, let's go rally the troops. No, they just got a ship and go, yeah. <laughs> like, let's calm down because uh, I can't fly in space. Yes, it's basically a U.S. <laughs> agent saying, wait, I want to go too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I also noticed he's colored as Captain America in the one panel when you see Wonder Man <laughs> and U.S. agent in the ship. Nice. Oh, yeah, he's like a lighter blue. Maybe it's just a weird shadow thing. Um, Where is the... They do say something in here about the house. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the second little thought balloon in that bottom... Pa- oh, you just went past it. Go back to page. The bottom left-hand panel. The second word balloon. Or he's like... I, says, I don't think it was ever built to be space-worthy. <laughs> like, why would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Who's, like, got the plans and going to OSHA? I'm like, I don't know if we... <laughs> I mean, my house is... Is your house not space-worthy? <laughs> I guess not. See, I built, my house was built more recently, and it's part of the code uh, now. It's the plastics, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in any case, Wonder Man... So they get out close to the, to the house. Wonder Man flies out under his own power from the Quinjet, and as he gets towards the house, the house explodes. Right. Meanwhile, scene shift back to the villains, where Loki has the wizard, the Red Skull, and the Mandarin held in an impenetrable force field. How? While he rants at them. Is that a power that Loki has? I mean, he's magic, so I guess Mm. his powers are a little uh, undefined. But all he's doing is yelling. He was so worried that the Avengers were going to track him, and yet he spent his entire time standing (laughs) here yelling at these guys for no apparent reason. Yeah, why didn't he just, like... Leave? Yeah. In any case, uh, it doesn't take that... Well, I guess it does take a while. But finally, the Avengers do end up tracking them. They, they come through a portal created by Thor's hammer with all of the Avengers. Yeah, there's like nine of them. It's a huge Avengers roster to go up against four villains. One I, of whom is the Red Skull and one of whom is the Wizard. Do they even go... They don't even go up against them. Do they really they? don't. It's just all of them versus Loki. Yeah. It's a huge team. Uh, they go so the Avengers go to attack Loki, and we find out Loki Loki basically blasts mm-hmm. away the walls in the in the room they're in, and we find out that they're on the Isle of Silence. The Isle of Silence was in. <laughs> Harken Aven- back to Avengers issue number one. Yep, <laughs> this is where Loki was imprisoned, and it's where Thor fought Loki uh, in that issue, while the rest of the Avengers were fighting Clown Hulk. Mm. Clown Hulk, Hulk hiding at the circus. Yep. Did you know, is this the first issue that uh, Hawkeye started calling Mockingbird Moxie? I hope so. I believe it is. It needs to, it could stop. It's weird. So, it threw me off. I thought he was just yelling like a battle cry, Moxie! Well, it's, it's, it's weird in a couple ways because... <laughs> Let's have vigor! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would actually not be a bad battle cry. So, Loki starts using his magic to, he's bringing trolls uh, to the surface to fight the Avengers. He's got... Mm-hmm. Uh, branches attacking Mockingbird. He's got air attacking the Falcon, and for some reason, wasp uh, the Wasp is... yells "Hank." Well, you know what she can't get her. I mean, come on, seriously, something hit her in the face, so she yelled out his name. <laughs> That's <laughs> it was just the wind. Probably a little stronger than Hank, actually. Yeah. And then, um, basically, is, it that, all... is that troll trying to? make out with Captain America? I mean, it might be. It doesn't look like he's trying to fight him. <laughs> so, so he's throwing up all these elements and trying, like, he's basically distracted all the other Avengers, but Thor's like, dude, I don't care. Yeah, it ends up being Thor versus Loki again. And we all, we know how that fight always turns out. And the other villains are like, hey, he knocked the walls away, but these uh, transport doors still work, so let's get out of here. And so all the other villains escape, 
and uh, the Avengers do very start doing much better against Loki's various uh, issues, whether they be plants or wind or trolls. And Thor and Loki are still at it, and Thor creates a giant crevice mm-hmm. in the earth. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. A crevasse. Loki falls into it, and Thor slams the crevasse shut. Is that a, is that a thing you can do? I don't think so. It's not a thing I can do. It's like a Ziploc bag. He turned that planet into a Ziploc bag. He also, I mean, he seems to have, have straight out murdered his brother. <laughs> right. Captain America's like, is, is he dead? Nah. Yeah. Thor says he's imprisoned. Yeah. He's a god. The end. Wait. Acts of Vengeance <laughs> is over. I mean, kind of. It kind of fizzled out there. Yeah, and it's also weird. We've talked multiple times about how this storyline doesn't really, it doesn't really fit together. And there's no better example of that than the fact that in the Captain America comic, Magneto goes after the Red Skull in his headquarters because he's a Nazi, captures the Red Skull, takes him down, and throws him in a pit to die. And yet he shows up in this one? And yet the Red Skull's here, and Magneto's up in the sky. I mean, that can't happen during... It's very odd. Maybe it's fake Red Skull. Isn't there fake Red Skull running around now? I mean, that's a hate monger. The guy from the 1950s, the old Red Skull? It's like 90 years old? Wait, isn't that what this current Red Skull is? Didn't he get his brainwaves put into a new body? Yeah, Captain America's body. Yeah. But there's a 1950s, an Algerian Red Skull, I believe. No, oh, does he wear a fez? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> Who actually is a regular guy that doesn't have any of the fun nonsense that... Didn't he show up in a, in an, a solo Avengers issue? I think so. I think Hawkeye yes, fought yes, a did. really old Red yes, Skull. That's the one yeah. with the yeah. Sandman. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Anyway, our epilogue is uh, Iron Man goes off to do whatever, <clears throat> and it looks like Doctor Pym. You missed when it takes place. It's three hours later. Yes, sorry. <laughs> it's very important. Uh, Iron Man flies away while Doctor Pym and the Wasp head back to Avengers Compound. Uh, they get back to the compound and they split up. The wasp goes to change into a brand new uniform. To go see how Wanda's doing. And Dr. Pym goes to check on Tigra, who he had in a little tiny glass case in his lab for like three weeks. Yes. And as soon as the wasp gets to the Scarlet Witch's house, which blew up earlier in the issue, but is very intact and back on the ground mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She gets there, and the U.S. agent's there, like like he's been horror, like he's been mortally wounded. He's gasping for breath, like he's Willem Dafoe in Platoon, and he's like, "Wasp, get away while you can. Wonder Man's dead." And Wasp is like, "Who killed him?" And then all of a sudden, whoosh! The Scarlet Witch is there in a honestly much better outfit than she oh, usually yeah. wears, saying, "Hey, it's me, and I'm evil now." Bwahaha. And U.S. agent's like, "I tried to warn you. Now it's too late for everyone." So let me get this straight. If Wasp would have flown away when U.S. agent warned her, that would have stopped Wanda? Yeah, right? If she just would have flown back out the window, everyone would be safe. And you know I'm a big Wasp fan, but seriously, you're pinning your hopes on the Wasp? (laughs) No offense, man, but... I do like this new costume. She's got a W on her chest now. That stands for Witch and Wanda. It is a really nice costume. I don't know that we need the W. I have no doubt Magneto's the one who convinced her that was a good idea. He probably had extra M's left over and just flipped it upside down. Stands for Wumbo, if you've ever seen Spongebob. Not enough of it, apparently. Wumbo. Wumbo? Yep. Okie dokie. So, so they had this, this superhero thing, and it was an M to make a miniature. And then they're like, how do we get back from being a miniature? And Patrick turned it upside down. He's like, it's W. W for Wumbo. 
What is Wumbo? You know, like Jumbo, but Wumbo. It'll make them bigger oh. again. It'll Wumbo, <laughs> Wumboize them. Nice. Didn't work. Why not? SpongeBob! I have never watched a lot of SpongeBob. Oh, I am sorry. I saw the first movie, mm. but not the newer one. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's it. That's Avengers number 55. So Acts of Vengeance is over, and we are going to be here on the West Coast for the next few weeks as we start breaking down the end of John Byrne's run on this title. What? Is there a letters page this issue? There, there isn't, is not, it? no. Yeah, yeah. It's John Byrne's time leaving. That's for crazy. Us to say goodbye. Crazy. Yes, a little bit. All right. I got nothing else to talk about. All right. Well, I guess we'll get out of here early then. Acts of Vengeance is kind of dumb. Yeah, it's it's a shame because again, it's a, it's a, I do like the concept, but it's not handled very well. You like the concept, but at the same time, you realize the huge fault in the concept. Yeah, the concept doesn't make sense at its very core. But who doesn't love to see villains they've never fight heroes that they don't usually fight? I mean, that's interesting. I guess the only thing that that could have worked is if the villain, like, because we pointed out, well, just because the villains didn't, that means the. Since the heroes didn't fight the villains, that just means that the villains didn't fight the heroes either. So how's there an advantage? What, but what, I guess maybe the villains like sat around and watched some tapes. Well, see, <laughs> did some pre-planning. That's the thing. If we'd have had the the cabal actually involved, because you had a cabal, or you had a member of the cabal who knew just about every hero. You know, like you know, you've you've got people that know that have fought and know the Avengers and that know Captain America and Fantastic that know Spider Man and that know Fantastic Daredevil, Four. Sure, yeah. You've got them all. So what would have been nice is if we'd have seen them. You know, you know, if you'd have seen the wizard go out and recruit somebody to fight the FF and be like, "Here's my notes." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because they, the Fantastic Four wouldn't be doing the same thing because they wouldn't be expecting it. Exactly. Or if you'd have had Red Skull go and get. You know somebody and say, sure. "Hey, here you've never fought Captain America before, but let me let me show you how it's done." But the fact that we didn't see that, and the fact that none of Marvel's editors or writers talked to each other about the storyline, just had everyone doing whatever they. Here's the characters, do whatever you want with them. It is. It's. It becomes so obvious how much different events are now than they were in 1990. Yeah, because now you know you'd have 15 editors. You'd probably have too much editorial interference. But at this time, you needed more. You would also have the Acts of Vengeance maxi series yes. with all the tie-ins, yeah. corollary, and just in case that you wouldn't have to read them all like we had to do back in the day. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I mean, I had I think Acts of Vengeance issues for pretty much every comic. I mm-hmm. mean, I read the Cloak and Dagger one. Yep. yep. But yep. in any case, it wasn't. And and I uh, the other problem with this series is that I think they try in crossovers now to have some kind of lasting repercussions. They don't always succeed, but I feel like they try. But really, Acts of Vengeance, nothing came of it except for the fact that they sunk Avengers Mansion. Other than that, and I mean in any title, yeah, it just didn't, it, it had no appreciable impact. Which is weird, because it was a perfect plan. They even had all those, um, all those villains escape from the vault. Yeah. And then they just recaptured them all. Yeah. <laughs> like you could have had something happen there. Right. You could have done a a, 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 a bane-breaking Batman's back type of... With at least one hero. Like, how many of those villains hate Spider-Man? Right. Of course, they gave him his cosmic powers right now. How many of those villains hate Daredevil <laughs> or hate, you know, had them go after one villain or one hero, I mean, and really rough him up? Or just have, like, that one villain that they didn't recapture that goes on to, like, do something crazy. Yeah. Like, kind of slip through the cracks and nobody pays attention to it. Yeah, it's... it's it's a, and, and, again, there's so many moving parts because you also have the superhu- the first shot at the Superhuman Registration Act going on at the same time 
which we barely see in these issues, but it doesn't pass. It's, you know, it's just a red herring. It's another yeah. thing that they bring up that nothing happens with it. Everything's resolved. They did try and pass a lot of legislation in Marvel Comics, didn't they? Yeah, right. I was trying to register somebody. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. We'll be back next week with more Avengers West Coast. Feel free to leave some comments on our uh, Instagram page. It's at the Avenging Hour. We're not, we're not sending people to the old page anymore. Please send us an email, too, if you want. If you want. It's avenginghour at gmail.com. That's all I got. Bye-bye. Just fading away.